0: Hello, and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. On this week's podcast, we're sharing the second part of our conversation with special guest and icon of British fashion design, Paul Smith. If you missed the first half last week, we highly recommend listening in to hear all about Paul's alternative route into the fashion world, going from early odd jobs and ambitions of becoming a cyclist, to launching his own brand in the 1970s. Paul talked to us from his office in central London, which is full of intriguing and lovable objects he's collected over many years. Having asked him all about the importance of networking and communication, we moved on to the topic of longevity, and how he's managed to keep the business successful for such an impressive amount of time, having been founded nearly 50 years ago.
1: I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of companies over the years that were heroes to me and, and, and they don't even exist as companies at all anymore. A lot of it was to do with overexpanding, big egos, often when they were doing their their biggest sales was actually the time they were most vulnerable because they hadn't got their feet on the ground and people were not, you know, very in love with them anymore because they were too self-important. So I think going back to things we've already talked about, like nobody cares how good you used to be, keep your feet on the ground, be interested in interesting, all those things which are to do with just continuity. is fashion, and there are many brands right now that in three years' time won't be nearly as important as they are today because they're relying on easy fixes, the heavy use of logo, very large media budgets, and that's, you know, often quite short-termism. The thing with Paul Smith, we're still an independent company, so we've never really had a big advertising promotional budget, but we do have character. We're polite and we deliver on time, beautifully made codes at the correct price. So a lot of it's real, just ordinary common sense. One of the hardest things is it is very, very hard work. And I think if you are working for one of the big companies or corporations, there are so many collections you have to do a year now because of the greed and the desire for more and more product in the shops on a regular basis. A lot of designers, as we know, have fallen by the wayside, you know, literally Sadly, by suicide or by just stress, losing their jobs or moving jobs. And it is very stressful, but if you can just understand about that balance about, then you're probably going to have a longer life. It's easy to say and very hard to do, and I understand that. But um, I seem to be blessed with the balance.
0: If you've ever picked up one of Lecture in Progress's newspapers, you might be familiar with some of the post-it notes featuring Paul's handwriting that we've included in their pages. These post-it notes make up a set of concisely worded memos, each containing a motivational message, such as, every day is a new beginning. Knowing that these notes are part of a bigger collection, we asked Paul how this tradition came about, and the thinking behind one of our favorite messages, make space to break the rules.
1: I spend a lot of time on my own travelling around the world and I love notebooks and I love the ones by the bed in the hotels. I love the pencils. I've got far too many pencils. I love them. Often in the night, if something pops into my head, I'll I'll write it down. And so I've got literally a, a folder full of different hotels, notebooks with like start something new or make room to break the rules or every day is a new beginning and they're all things that pop into my head or things I've heard and they're not. I can't take the credit for them, all of them, but some of them I can. Anyway, make room to break the rules is something that means not literally breaking the rules, but it means if you can think laterally Not down the obvious route in anything you do. For instance, in fashion, the obvious route is to look at what other people are doing and then imitate what they're doing. Well, immediately that's incorrect because it's like buying yesterday's newspaper. It already exists. But if you can observe that, Let's say there's a lot of sportswear at the moment. And then you think, oh, well, I should do sportswear. Yeah, of course you can do sportswear, but you do it with your handwriting, with your slant on it. It'd be sportswear that still has a classical appearance with a twist in my case. So it'll have a different coloured pocketing and, or a different coloured waistband or something like that. So make room to break the brawls. Think left to right of the problem. Happiness is the road to everything. I do quite like that one because, uh, oh I know, every day is a new beginning, which I've already said. The thing is, at the moment, every time you um, hear any news, it's often quite disturbing or sad. So I think if you can think, well, tomorrow will be different or better or alternative, then I think that's not a bad tip.
0: As someone who's been in the fashion industry for so many years, we asked Paul if he feels there's still more to learn and how he's been able to keep innovation at the heart of his company.
1: I think uh, you never stop learning. And I think the joy of being older is experience. Uh, Actually, somebody in the company yesterday said, we're we're talking about me in front of me, (laughs) which was quite interesting. Uh, And they're saying that Paul doesn't really think about the past too much. He's very much a person who always thinks about the future, and it hadn't occurred to me, but it is absolutely true. But one of the things I like is that in Japan they really respect age, an older age, whereas in a lot of countries, age is like, oh, that old person. Or Whereas in Japan, it's you're highly respected because experience is so important in their view. And I think my experience, especially sitting around the table where we are now in my studio, uh, this afternoon when I've got 12 assistants sitting around here and we're thinking about winter next year, I'll throw lots of ideas out and I'll say to them, my job is to throw out ideas. You might think they're foolish. You might think they're great, but my job is, is to do that. And obviously my experience helps me with that because I will have experienced things which I think are good ideas to throw out. And then I'll already know how you can turn some of those ideas into reality. And that's just down to learning by doing it again. I think every day, I mean, I'm just uh, full of energy and ideas and I'm a very curious person. Often when people come in this room, which is, as I said earlier, full of toys and bicycles and objects and things, you know, the the difference, I've got somebody coming in in 10 minutes, actually, who's never been to the room before, who's an architect. And uh, when people come into the room, they're always quite, you know, surprised by the room. But, you know, it's not a room that is childish with toys, it's, it's a room that is childlike. And the difference about being childlike is massive because it was somebody like Picasso or somebody said, oh, I spent my life still wanting to paint like a child because they have so much freedom. The interesting thing about being a child is that you haven't had experience or education, but and so you're very honest about things. And so you can have a freer way of thinking about things. So I think I'm blessed with the balance of experience, but a childlike mind. Which is, well, why can't we paint that building pink, which we did in Los Angeles and has now become, without realising it, the most Instagram building in all of California? And that was just around this table and just saying, well, why can't we? And I think if you know the rules, if you know how to build a building, if you know about religion, if you know about all the amazing fonts in graphic design, if you can cut a pattern for a dress from a blank sheet of paper, if you know all those things, then you can play with those things in whatever way you want. It's up to you. Basically, in the world today, we, we don't need anything else. You know, The only area that seems to be still new, I suppose, is the world of communication. One of the things that we all forget is that we all use toothpaste and we all use soap. And in my case, I do posh fashion shows every year that are often quite extreme, but what we really do very well with, apart from the fashion shows, are white shirts and navy blue suits and simple classic shoes. But if you want to draw attention to a, a simple suit, for instance. A lot of people do simple suits and they'll do them at every price and every quality level. So I did a suit which was very good for traveling in, doesn't crease very much at all. And I could have just called it a travel suit and I could have put it on a mannequin and it would just say travel suit and it would have been fine. But thinking about people like William, Mr. Shakespeare, and the way he composed sad sentences, And one day I was just thinking, well, if you call it a suit to travel in, it might be just have a ring about it that people remember a bit more. And instead of putting it on a mannequin, why don't we show it in movement? And so we worked with uh, some circus acrobats and went around many, many cities in the world showing the suit on acrobats. And then we made a little film about uh, Max Whitlock, the Olympic pommel horse gymnast, and showed the suit that way. So the combination of showing classic, ordinary thing in a different way was really successful. And I think that could apply to basic things like a bar of soap or as we know, with Lou rolls and the famous dog, uh, the little puppy dog, that all stays in our mind. And it's a loo roll. So, you know, there are ways of selling basic things in unusual ways.
0: As ever, we ended our conversation by asking Paul what advice he'd give to anyone just starting out.
1: Nobody needs another anything so you know why should anybody employ you? And that has to be to do with the fact that you're totally immersed in your world, that you do know what other people are doing, you do know the history of, let's say, graphic design, your history of people that have done interesting things, fantastic fonts, unusual way of approaching things, lateral thinking. You just you've got to you've got to have an edge. And if you don't, you will get a job, but it won't be a very special job. It will just be a run-of-the-mill job.
0: This episode of Creative Lives was the final in a two-part interview with Paul Smith. It was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, The Colophon Foundry... Kefler & Co. and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter.